This is an encore episode of Ask Me Another. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hello, Jonathan. Hi, Ophira. How's it going? Good. You know what? It's um, it's interesting. Uh, live performance is happening. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a few live shows myself recently. I, for the first time since you yeah, know, all this stuff happened. And how was it? It was great. It was a very a very good time. Everybody was so psyched to be back. Yeah, yeah so satisfying. Um, and everybody's in a different state of comfort. Like some people were wearing masks. Still wearing where, masks, yeah. Where I was, you had to show um, vaccination status to get in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but some people were still wearing masks, which totally fine. Although I will say this from the point of view of a performer, it's really hard for feedback. You depend on feedback, yeah. right? And you're used to looking for it and engaging it. And then someone has a mask on and their eyes say, I'm disappointed. <laughs> their eyes are like, I thought this was going to be better. Right. But the, then you hear laughter and you're like, wait a second, was that joy? And yeah. so these two things are happening at the same time. Very confusing. Yeah. Very confusing. During the pandemic, you did a lot of outdoor Outdoor shows, shows yeah. Um, and so how does it feel different going back inside oh, again? I mean, all of a sudden you get your timing back because you don't have any of the um, distractions and atmospheric issues that right. outside gave you, which was just, you know, just the, the sound goes to up into the sky. The sound goes to the heavens. <laughs> and, right. then, and then what's coming back to you also is just sort of like a nebulous cloud. Right. So inside, you're, you just hear the, you know, yeah. just the actual, there's, well, there's a vibe. And the sound of laughter in a room echoing off the walls is yeah. like, is one of the most satisfying sounds. Uh, but also, it was just so nice because a couple came up to me and a, a couple of us after the show and just, they, uh, I felt like they almost had tears in their eyes and they were like, we haven't laughed yeah, like yeah. this. You know, that was just so nice. Yeah. It's very gratifying to hear from people that, you know, how much it means to... Uh, to their feeling of like a sense of returning to some kind of normal, normal world, you know. Yeah, and I think you know, there's always been this idea uh, in live performance that the show must go on. Mm-hmm. And then over the last year, I think we all were like, "No, it doesn't." No, uh, not all the time. <laughs> no, it does Sometimes not. Sometimes the show needs to literally stop for at least a year. Uh, well, I am looking forward to performing live with you. Yes, me too. Guess what, everybody. We are going to do a live show at, you remember that place, The Bell House. Uh, it's happening. The it's Bell really happening. The Bell House in Brooklyn. Yeah. Or what do, you, what do you always, what, do you remember what you used to say? From the, <laughs> yeah, from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> there you go. That's right. That's, you're going to be saying that again. We are going to, um, yeah, we're, we're going to do it in August. August 12th is our, is our evening. It's going to feel very good to be on stage again with all of you. Tickets are on pre-sale right now because we want our biggest fans to get the first crack at it. That means you. You can find ticket information at nprpresents.org, and the pre-sale code is ASKMEANOTHER, all one word. Tickets open up to the general public on Tuesday. And remember, it's a bar, so you have to be 21 years or older to attend, and everyone must show proof of vaccination. So one more time nprpresents.org. Presale code is ask me another, all one word. 
It's going to be exciting. Fully vaxxed and not very relaxed. Live show. <laughs> vaxxed and ready to laugh. <laughs> it's Christmas in July because today's special guest is Peppermint. And I'll talk to her about making it to the top two on RuPaul's Drag Race and being the first out trans woman to originate a role on Broadway. Also from the comedy series Miracle Workers, Oregon Trail, actors Karin Sony and Geraldine Viswanathan will hope for the best as they ford our river of trivia on their journey to complete a press junket for TBS. But first, let's welcome back two returning contestants who first joined us in early 2020. They host the podcast Couples Therapy, and they are an actual couple. Naomi Ekperigan and Andy Beckerman, hello! Hey! Uh, so, hey, it's been a while since we hung out. We hung out with you guys at the beginning. Uh, I think it was April. It was kind of... Was it? My God, it feels like 12 years ago. Yeah, oh, yeah, fresh absolutely. and new. Yeah. And then here we are now. Uh, you... We've all grown. We've all grown. We've eh. all grown. Literally. <laughs> well, oh, In yeah. Stomach-wise. I was going to say the width, most yeah. certainly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I will say you th- tell you this, though. Andy and I still like each other. That's, That's great. Huge. That's, That's great. That's huge. Yeah. If you were a romantic couple that weathered this last year, you are solid for eternity. Yeah. Absolutely. You are ready to try wallpapering a room together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Any small activity. Any yeah. tedious small activity. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's bring on the water wars. I better <laughs> survive that. <laughs> but I also saw, I guess it was on Instagram, that uh, you were doing a live show. You kind of made fun of yourself with something I related to because it was an outdoor show and you were hanging onto your purse. Because it's true, oh, yes. when you do an outdoor show, yeah. you're like, what am I going to do? Like go up to someone on a blanket and be like, <laughs> hey, can you <laughs> watch, watch this for me? Stuff? Have either of you ever been in like a coffee shop and like writing or something on your laptop and asked someone to... Watch your computer? Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Really? And I always, um, you know, basically at that point, we're just agreeing to something totally insane. Like, this yeah. person doesn't want to watch my stuff. Uh, yeah. I have no idea if they're the right person to ask. Like, we, right. we've just agreed that it's there was just a transaction that I could always look back and go, well, I did ask. Yeah, ah. that's right. That's right. I did my part. I did my yeah. part. Yeah, I would rather let my bladder rupture than have some stranger watch my computer. But that's the question. So, like, if you're not, that means you what? Get two hours max at a coffee shop, and then it's time to go because you're gonna have to pee. Yeah. yeah, you had to buy liquid to get in there. Yeah, and then you got to consume said liquid. Yeah, you buy buy a brownie. Yeah, buy a brownie. <laughs> uh, okay, we have some. Let's let's keep chatting in between some games. Do you want to play some games? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's game yeah. It up. Fantastic. So, okay, here's your first game. You're going to take turns answering questions. This game is called Teachers a Pet. Mm. I know. <laughs> Masterclass. Masterclass, it's a subscription service where famous people share wisdom that they have learned, uh, and we think it's a little too human-centric. So we found out there are plenty of animals with things to teach us, too. Mm. Yes. So John, Jonathan mm. and I will perform masterclass lectures given by animals, oh. and you will just guess the animals. Okay. Okay, that's fun. This I can do. Yeah, can they're I... very short lectures, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. This first one is for you. Okay. Have you found yourself in water that's moving 
too fast for you to build your lodge? I'm here to help. We'll cover strengthening your front teeth, chewing trees, and masterfully stacking logs. I'll teach you, you an otter. how to slow down a river without slowing down your life. Are you an otter? <laughs> Can I steal? Are there steal? Is there stealing in this? Is this like I uh, mean, Price is Right? What's the other one? Family Feud? Why not? Let's bring back stealing. Okay. A beaver. Beaver is correct, and otters are more adorable. I don't know if they still hold hands. I think they do when they sleep. (laughs) When they sleep, they hang on to each other so they don't get separated. Oh, Oh my God. God. I literally felt my heart skip a beat when you said that. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. That is just like, because. Andy's so sweet, you guys. It's like crazy. (laughs) That is the cutest thing I have ever heard. His heart skipped a beat thinking of otters holding hands. Are you kidding me? That's pretty adorable. But the way you delivered it, Jonathan, it sounded flat and mean. Okay, I'm just talking about the science wow. of it. I'm not interested in any feelings yeah, around they hold why hands they're so doing they don't... it. They hold hands for practical reasons, just like me and my wife. So you don't lose each other. So we don't lose each other in, in the mall or whatever. All right, this one is for you, Andy. I bet you thought I was dead. Well, I'm not. Acting is reacting, and I react to threat by involuntarily entering a catatonic state. We'll go over how to stick out your tongue and slow your breath. With my guidance, no fox will scare you. Apostrophe possum. (laughs) Possum or opossum, that is correct. (laughs) I have to tell you, I saw saw a possum in my backyard in Brooklyn because I let my dog out and there was a possum back there. My dog ran at him and picked him up in his mouth and (gasps) shook him. Ew. And dropped him on the oh. ground. And I was like, oh, my God. My dog killed a cat. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and then the dog was, like, scared and was kind of, like, backing up. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. But yeah. I went out there, and it was a possum. And he literally played dead, and he totally fooled me. I mean, that's the, that's <gasps> the story. <gasps> they did it. It's completely 100% effective. Fooled me, fooled the dog, and walked away fine. Uh, yeah, I used to do this at bars when the bill came. <laughs> oh, she oh she's out. asleep. She's asleep. Out. We'll just get it from her later. Exactly. It's fine. All right, Naomi. I'm tiny. I'm uninvited. I'm sitting on your cat's fur, and I can jump 50 times my own body length. What are you capable of that once seemed impossible? What dreams do you have that will allow you to terrorize pet owners across the country? Let's discover together. You got this, girl. You are a flea. <laughs> you are a flea. You, you are, are a flea. Absolutely. Oh, God, 50 times their own body. Let me tell you, let me tell you a follow-up story about a possum <laughs> that has to do with fleas. <laughs> which is that it, in my house in Brooklyn, we had fleas everywhere, and we discovered it was because there was a possum living in our ceiling. What? Whoa. Yeah, it was a dark do day. You Possum Alley. You've got I, them in the backyard. You've got them like in the Brooklyn. ceiling. I don't know what all this wildlife is doing there, but they're there. All right, Andy. DIY isn't a gimmick. It's a lifestyle. I was going through bottles of sunscreen every day to get through the hot African heat. So I learned to secrete my own oily red liquid. I'm the second largest land mammal, and this is my masterclass. <laughs> I'm going to go with a uh, hippo. Yeah, it is a hippo. You are correct. Well done. What? Yeah. How are you so good at this? Well, let's just I let's just say my master's degree in philosophy really set me <laughs> yeah, up for animals. Comes in handy. 
and their sweat is like sunscreen. They secrete. That's amazing. I mean, I I'm sure someone's trying to bottle that as we speak. Oh, yeah. I don't want. Like I, don't want to, I don't want to put a hippo secretion on my skin. I, I do it. Are you kidding? I no, do it in you. two seconds. Uh, okay, you did fantastic with that, that game. Was so good, Andy. Wonderful. So very, very smart. <laughs> we'll play two more games with Naomi and Andy after the break, and we'll play two games after that, and then two more games after that. That's six more games coming up, plus Drag Queen Peppermint. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with the hosts of the podcast, Couples Therapy, Naomi Ekperrigan and Andy Beckerman. Are you ready for another one? Oh, yeah. Ask me another. Fantastic. Here we go. Okay, so this is a fun, quick game. This game is called Real or Fake Chia Pet. (laughs) Okay, so as you know, a chia pet is a terracotta figurine that uh, is used to sprout chia seeds uh, to give Mm -hmm. it sort of hair. They come in all fun shapes, uh, and there's celebrities, there are pop culture characters, there's landmarks, etc. So this is called Real or Fake Chia Pet. We're going to give you a Chia Pet. You just tell us if it's real or something we made up. It's a speed round, so you'll answer mm-hmm. eight in a row, and you'll have to be very quick because we're going to mm-hmm. put an amount of time on wow. the clock. Okay. 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 So we're going to go, well, I'll start with Andy, okay. and you're, we'll do your eight, and then, Naomi, you'll, you'll do the next set. Here we go. Andy. RuPaul. Fake. Sorry, that is real. Joe Biden. Uh, real. That is real. Bernie Sanders. Fake. That's real. Pope Francis. What? <laughs> uh, fake. That's irreligious. <laughs> it is fake. Statue of Liberty. Real. That's real. Disembodied zombie arm. Real. Yeah. Pennywise the evil clown. Fake. They're not letting that IP go to Chia. Oh, that's real. (laughs) (laughs) The Golden Girls. Real. Oh, yeah, that's real. Okay. Okay, well done. Well done. All right, so Andy, that's five that you got. Naomi, five is the score to beat. So we have eight for you right right, now. You ready? All right. Mm-hmm. Real or fake Chia Pet. Here we go. Yoda. Mm-hmm. Fake. Wow, this is dramatic. Jonathan just froze. Well, guess it's not a speed round. If so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if he comes back. Uh, okay, I'm gonna uh, Naomi. Let's do you. Let's do yours. Okay. And while we're okay. waiting, okay. So we we've established. Five yeah. is the one you, you're going to beat. Okay, you have mm-hmm. a chance to start fresh. Here we oh. go. Yoda. Fake. Sorry, that is real. Baby oh. Yoda. Fake. That is also real. <laughs> Hold on, if Yoda was Hush, I have a sister. If Yoda was real, why would Grogu not be real? Hush. David Hasselhoff. Real. Yes. Richard Simmons. Real. Yes. Poop emoji. Fake. Real, but I get it. What are you saying? Where's the hair? hair I'm with you. I am with you. Anyways, (laughs) but it is real. 
podcast microphone. Fake. Fake. The Predator. Fake. Oh, that one's real. (laughs) Um, Yeah, some random stuff. And Abraham Lincoln. Real. That is real. Don't you have to have hair? This is why I didn't think Yoda or the baby would be. Because I said there's no hair. Where where is it growing on? They got wisps. Wisps. He has some weird... But you're right. Baby Yoda doesn't have as many wisps. Just maybe on the ears. But unless it's a whole face... I'm planting a wisp. These chia seeds aren't making any sense to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jonathan, so good to see you. Guys, I had complete and total tech meltdown. I had... My internet went out and my camera overheated all at once. <laughs> overheated. All right, Jonathan Colton, you're back. I want to let you know what happened because we yeah, decided what happened? to. So I think by one tiny yeah. point, Andy yes. won. Wow. Close yeah. game. Close game. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we have one more game for you. Okay. We have okay. one more game for you. Okay. You're going to take turns answering questions. This is a game we call We Ship It. We are going to describe an imaginary cruise. Mm-hmm. You just tell us what ship it would happen on. <laughs> Every answer is a word ending in ship. There it is. All right, Naomi, this first one is for you. All right, I'll try. Celebrate the participation trophy on this cruise of healthy competition. Win, lose, or draw, everyone high fives and congratulates each other on a good game. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, the SS Sportsmanship. That is correct. Yeah, baby. Well done. Uh, You know, I was thinking back because we always talk about participation trophies, everyone getting them with a certain, like millennials, a certain era. But I remember all of a sudden I was like, I had a couple participation ribbons back in junior high, I believe, for. And then I remembered it is what they gave us when we lost. <laughs> yeah. That's what we would get when we lost the that's participation true. badge. Yeah. Aww. You win just by participating though. Yeah. You know. But that's why you have healthy self-esteem as an adult. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> Andy, no one's sensibilities will be offended on this cruise. The onboard library has been purged of any books with themes that challenge the status quo. Profanity and political speech is banned. The perfect getaway. For getting redacted with redacted at redacted. Mm-hmm. That would be the SS beep. <laughs> <laughs> Very meta, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you need a, a clean answer, I do need a SS clean answer, yes. Censorship. Yeah, yes. That's right. Good. You did it. All right, <laughs> Naomi, are you looking to have some fun? Meet some other singles at the Flamin' Hot Cheetos Hot Tub or head to the Laughing Cow Theater for a comedy show? If you hurt yourself on the wah-wah water slide, don't worry. You'll have peace of mind thanks to our corporate partners at Aflac. I'd like to take a ride on the SS Sponsorship, brought to you by GEICO. <laughs> that is exactly right. <laughs> Bonus exactly. points for adding a joke to your answer. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, Andy. This is the last clue. Employees on this cruise won't be paid, but they might get a voucher to subsidize their transportation to the boat. They'll also get tons of valuable workplace experience, and you never know, it could lead to employment on a bigger, cooler boat. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. The thing that I was too old to get when I <laughs> when I moved to New York City because I needed to pay rent. Mm. Uh, that would be the SS internship. You are correct. 
Uh, fantastic. You did great. Three oh. games. We You're did it. just champions. Champions. Naomi Ekperigan and Andy Beckerman host the podcast Couples Therapy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank for you for us. having us. This is so fun. It's always a pleasure to have you back, guys. Pleasure. Yes. It's just lovely seeing you guys. Lovely seeing you, too. Next time, let's not wait the entire pandemic. <laughs> Our next two guests are here, Karen Sony and Geraldine Viswanathan, star in the TBS comedy Miracle Workers. The show's third season takes place on the Oregon Trail. Karen, Geraldine, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hello. Did either of you know about the Oregon Trail or play that game that everyone talks about that I never played called Oregon Trail? Uh, we're both not from America originally, so... (laughs) See, I didn't grow up in America either, so I never knew it. Yeah, I grew up in India, um, and so I didn't know what that was. Um, and then everyone makes the same joke, which is they're like, are you going to die of dysentery? And I'm like, no. Right! (laughs) Jonathan, did you play this game? Uh, I did. I believe it was a Commodore 64 game. It was kind of like it led you, you know, led you through the stages of traveling on the Oregon Trail and you could make decisions and good things and bad things would happen to you. It was a simulation. Mm. A simulation. Uh, Geraldine, was that the same uh, kind of conversation you had with people when you were like, I'm doing this? Totally. I was like, Oregon Trail? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's just just this, this game. And the exact same joke has been made, the dysentery. Is, just yeah. ongoing just to be the, the connection that everyone makes. <laughs> it's good to be at a point in history where we laugh at that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross, Thank yeah. God we're out of that. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, okay. I, we have a couple games for you. Are you ready to play some games? So ready. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So our first game for you, it's called Hey There, Hot Stuff. And in this game, Jonathan and I will hit on things that are literally hot like literally hot, and you just tell us what hot thing we are talking about. Mm. Okay. Here we go. Karen, this first one is for you. To me, you're the perfect girl next door to Earth. I'd like to land my spacecraft on your hot, rusty surface. I can't tear my eyes away from your yellow clouds of sulfuric acid. But you're more than that. You've also got a great asteroid. Oh, gosh. Uh, is it like, um, I'm just going to guess, Venus. Uh, there you go. There you wow. go. Geraldine, here's one for you. Is that a Higgs boson particle in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Either way, when your motor's running, you can reach temperatures of 9.9 trillion degrees. You're a ring of superconducting magnets, but you know what I think you're really made of? Boyfriend material. Huh? I thought mine was hard. What? In case you wanted to join an NPR show, you have done it. Okay. I don't even know how to hint this one. Jonathan, take it away. Uh, So this is a place where they smash uh, particles together. Mm. It's a physics. Oh, of course. You know what I'm talking about. It's giant. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we We were looking for a particle accelerator. I would have never gotten that. Well, that's... Thank God we didn't wow. spend any more time on that. <laughs> this is a place where they, uh, 
It's a giant ring, and there are these magnets, and they they get particles up to very high speeds, and they smash them together and see what comes out and try to figure out what the universe is made of. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Keep smashing, guys. Keep smashing. Keep smashing. Keep smashing that's... that stuff. You'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, what we, that's what we say. We say that in all kinds of walks keep of life. Just keep smashing. You'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, Karin, this one is not, not as hard. Okay. That, I will admit, Geraldine, that was like, come on. It was pretty hard. That was hard. That's, that's, All right. yeah, okay. It's just unfair. Okay. You and I have great chemistry, so your lab or mine? You look like you know how to handle an Erlenmeyer flask. Don't be shy. I love to see a naked flame. A Bunsen burner? That is correct. Wow. Oh, come on. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I know. Was it the Erlenmeyer flask? Was that the yeah. part that hooked you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is my. It's my favorite flask too. <laughs> Definitely one of the top ten flasks. I've always said that. <laughs> yep. Other than pocket, I think number one is pocket flask. <laughs> that's, it. that's a good one too. And yeah. then. <laughs> All right, Geraldine. This is the last clue. It's for you. All right. You're a fifty thousand degree bright flash of light on a rainy day. I know the odds are slim that you want to hit it, but you're as cute as Pikachu's tail. So why don't you Pokemon go home with me? Lightning. Lightning, that is correct. Yes. Thank God. I need to win so desperately. Well done. See? That was great. That was great. We're playing games with Karin Sony and Geraldine Viswanathan from the TBS comedy Miracle Workers. Are you ready for another game? Yes. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, this is this one you're going to work together. Okay. Jonathan Colton is going to sing you the clues in this game called Other Tens. Yes, so this is the latest in our critically adjacent series of decade-themed music parodies about history. <laughs> we rewrote popular songs from the 2010s and rewrote them to be about things from the tens of any century. So... You just have to tell me what thing I'm singing about or the song or artist that I'm parodying. And mm. for a bonus point, you can then guess what century's tens that thing comes from. Woo! <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay, here we go. I can't get the spinach that is caught Between my choppers Between my choppers Grab this minty string and hold it taut I got some whoppers. I got some whoppers. <laughs> okay, I know the song that's I can't feel my face. That's right. The weekend. Yes. And I think you're talking about floss. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about dental floss. Well done. Wow, you got them all. Yeah. You're really good at this. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so for a bonus point, in what century did dentist Levi Spear Parmley, that's a real name. Invent the first form of dental floss. The 1900s? That's a good guess. Very close. It was actually the 1810s. No way. Yeah. It's been around for a long time. All right, here's another one. Jambalaya. I'll go there and eat a bowl of jambalaya. Walk down Bourbon Street and hear some jazz on fire. Lift my shirt at Mardi Gras and beads I'll acquire. Jambalaya. Uh, Despacito? Despacito, that's right. Um, New Orleans? What else are we supposed yeah. to get? Yeah, New <laughs> no, Orleans, that's, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you got it. Okay. New Orleans. Now, for a bonus point, in what century did French colonists found New Orleans? 
let's say 18 18th 18th century is that what you're saying 18th century yeah 18th century 1710s that's correct oh that yay correct. 1718 yeah, well <laughs> all right here's another one xyz pdq because i see what's beneath i'm saying you should close your fly with its center locking teeth well that's rolling in the deep it is adele that's right yep. great is this a pant zipper a zipper is exactly <laughs> what we were looking for okay. yes yeah well done <laughs> Oh, All right, so for the bonus point, in what century did Gideon Sundback design and mm. patent the modern zipper? Oh, Gideon. Gideon Sundback. How did Gideon Sundback call it a zipper and not a Gideon or a Sundback? I know, Talk about a, a missed opportunity. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> Your Gideon's open. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my giddy's broken. <laughs> hmm. Let's, I think... 19. Like 19. Mm. Yeah, 1910s. That's right. 19, okay, 1917. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Not that long ago. <laughs> Feels like forever. <laughs> All right, here's the last clip. Wait in line round the block at a bakery in New York. Ask for this cream filled pastry. No, you don't need a fork. It combines two baked goods And each one is made of dough It's for you if you like things Named with the portmanteau I know what the thing is. Yeah. I know what the song is. Oh, okay, yeah, teamwork. It's Pharrell's Happy, right? That's right, yeah. Yes. Okay. Is it a cronut? It is a cronut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely Ooh, I just got so hungry. <laughs> All right, so That's for blue. a bonus point, in what century did French-American pastry chef Dominique Ansel invent the cronut? 21st century, baby. That's oh, right, yeah. 21st century. A modern invention, the cronut. Wow. So, uh, okay, guess what? I, th- I saw the fear on your face going into some of this, but you did amazing. You guys did great. Thank you. Karen Sony and Geraldine Viswanathan star in the comedy Miracle Workers. Its third season is on TBS and is set on the Oregon Trail. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. After the break from RuPaul's Drag Race and the Broadway stage, it's Peppermint. So unwrap a candy of your choice and stay tuned. You've earned it. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. She was a contestant on season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race, and this fall she'll co-host the reality competition series Call Me Mother on OutTV. Her latest album, A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers, is available now. Peppermint, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Just to... um, Ask right off the top, 
Why did you pick the name Peppermint? You know, it was a dumb mistake. (laughs) (laughs) No. But I guess it's too late to change it now that I'm like a full-fledged adult. Uh, um, It just so happens that peppermints are my favorite candy flavor, my favorite ice cream flavor, my favorite tea flavor. Okay. But uh, I happen to have been sitting in the parking lot of a 7-Eleven as a teenager does in Wilmington, Delaware. And I um, was in the parking lot in a car with a guy that I had a huge crush on. Uh (laughs) And I was ready for him to... He would he I would have done anything he suggested. Let's just say that. And he was like, and I had a mouthful of peppermints, and he was like, you should just name yourself peppermint. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but it is a terrible name for like Google. Like this was all pre-Google, right? Oh, right. So, That's a great point. You yeah. know, this. Now you Google my name and it's like, you know, you gotta wait through some other stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And so, you know, there's that. But then also, it's not very, um, you know, subtle when you're in like (laughs) a doctor's office or at a wait, you know, like when someone has to call out your name. And you notice when you have an awkward name like that, you notice how much people need to scream your name out to strangers. (laughs) Papacy! You know. How do you feel about um, non-peppermint flavor candy canes? I feel like they're a joke. They're they're not, they're farcical. They're a joke. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are an insult to my very existence. Yep. Uh, I think we should get used to peppermint being a dominant flavor in our in our profile and not treating it like it's just some Christmas thing. I agree. I uh, absolutely agree. So in 2017, you were a contestant on season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) And so every episode of Drag Race ends with a lip sync for your life, where two queens Uh lip sync a song at the same time, and then whoever Uh performs best gets to stay in the competition. You Uh were considered a lip sync assassin. Yes, I was. I've got the bodies in my wake. (laughs) uh, So how do you prepare what makes up an entertaining lip sync from your point well, of view? Well, you know, I mean, specifically for something like Drag Race, yeah. I think right now I'm coming off as very cool and calm and collected be- and living in that confidence because I did not have it when we were mm. actually doing the show. Every single time, even when I was uh, f- feeling like I was performing well in the competition and maybe I thought, okay, there's a chance I could win. I learned every breath, every nuance, every beat, every song, every obviously every lyric to the lip syncs that we were given to prepare on Drag Race. And I was like f- in my room like, okay, they could send a twist and the winner might have to lip sync or whatever. Like they could throw a dart and it hits you and then you have to lip sync. So that's how I knew I was going to be wow. okay. Um, and so I can relax now, but only because I was, you know, going through it then. So the other finalists from your season have gone on to compete in All-Stars. Would you consider competing in an All-Star season? Of course I okay. would. <laughs> <laughs> the timing would just have to be right. Uh, okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> because you have a new drag competition show coming out this fall on Out TV called 
Call Me Mother. So could you tell us a little bit about how that show works? Yeah, it's a drag competition reality show. Uh, and in the grand scheme of drag reality competition shows, it has drag and performances. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we wanted the show to focus on the entertainers over sort of just putting them in, you know, um, zany situations and seeing if they can, you know, sink or swim. We really wanted to tailor a lot of this competition to the actual people on the show. And so we also wanted it to be very diverse and inclusive, which the world of drag really is. But I think the message that drag is popular has been sent. Everybody gets that totally. now. But I think drag is inclusive isn't necessarily a message that everyone has um, has resonated with people. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to send that message. Uh, we have trans performers, non-binary performers, regardless of their identity or sexuality. We have drag entertainers and regardless of their presentation in drag. So it's not just drag queens, like female doing performing female drag. Yeah. It's male, it's drag kings doing male drag. It's non-binary performers doing non-binary drag. It's just drag. And I can't wait for the world to see them. So you grew up um, you grew up in Delaware and you grew up doing theater and then you came to New York and graduated from I the did. American Musical and Dramatic Academy in 1999. <clears throat> I imagine the idea was then to just start auditioning for Broadway musicals. Uh, but you've said that you knew Broadway uh, wasn't the kind of performance that was for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was, <clears throat> if I didn't know it, I was informed by my, <laughs> by my professors. <laughs> the test. Like, what are you doing here? And to be fair, I was definitely more... I was advertising that I was more into nightlife and, um, you know, nightclub life Mm -hmm. than I was. When I say advertising, I mean quite literally, I was advertising. (laughs) I got paid for every student that I could recruit from to go from the college to the club. Oh, wow. And I earned money on their heads. Fantastic. And so I was quite focused on that. And um, and none of the roles that we were doing in, in school, they, they just weren't for me. Uh, even the teacher was like, this is the closest I have. I'm sorry. You know, like they'd hand it to me and I'm like, Jack and the Beanstalk. You know, it's like, <laughs> what? You know, like, just, you know, I love Into the Woods, but come on. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I was like, not the witch? Hello? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Call so- me in 20 years. Well, th- uh, then in 20 years, you... Exactly. Yes, in 2018, you were on Broadway in the musical Head Over Heels, which was inspired mm-hmm. by the Go-Go's, uh, and you made history as the first out trans woman to originate a role on Broadway. I mean, did that in some way feel like all of your hard work paid off and you were able to ar- yeah, arrive on Broadway like on your own terms? Yeah, absolutely. I I, wh- I I I knocked on Broadway's door and it said no one's home and I, I was at the club <laughs> learning really who I was. I was through through drag, through the art of drag. Um you know, drag taught me how to get in touch more with my gender identity and gender expression and who I am and and just learn all the freedoms as it does I think for anyone who who does drag really. Mm-hmm. Um and I was able to really live and experience my transness and my womanhood and my womanness in a way that I wouldn't have been able to do 
um, had I not done those things. And then I didn't have to call on Broadway. Broadway called on me. But it did feel very full circle. Absolutely. Um, And you have a new album. Oh, my gosh. Out called (laughs) A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers. And you've described the album as being very personal to you. The Obviously, the title kind of points to a very personal story, but can you tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah, I was in a relationship, uh, the best relationship I'd ever been in. It had ups and downs, and, you know, spoiler alert, it ended. But um, not before I had the chance to write down so many of the experiences, the great experiences and some of the sad ones. Before I knew it, I, I I said, maybe this is a song, and then... Lo and behold, it was like 15 songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously I had a lot to say. And so we decided to do to do put it all to music uh, and kind of organize it in three bodies of work, a beginning, a middle, and end. In the beginning, uh, A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers, is out now. The next one, uh, Moment of Weakness, Letters to My Lovers, comes out at the end of the summer in August. So, so this is part of a trilogy? It's part of a trilogy. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Peppermint, are you ready to play some games? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love playing games. Yes. Not mind games. No, okay. no. So this is this first game is, you know, the website WikiHow. Mm-hmm. So the website WikiHow contains user-submitted step-by-step instructions on how to do various things, like even things you would not expect that you would need instructions for. So Jonathan and I are going to read you a small set of WikiHow instructions, mm-hmm. and you just tell us what they are describing. Okay. Okay, so here we go. Oh, gosh. I'll do the first one. <laughs> here we go. Choose the right tray, fill the tray with water, place the tray on a flat surface in the freezer. I mean, I feel like we're making ice, but I don't understand why we're choosing the right tray. You Is clearly have never made tray? ice I in didn't the wrong tray. Oh, it's a nightmare. I, if you get the wrong tray, it's a complete disaster. You know, I never even thought about like just taking a you know a breakfast in bed tray and just filling it with water. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that. that would be fun. All right, here's another one. Decide whether you're going to shave and what you're going to shave. Invest in some wild makeup and start using it. Prepare your persona, her act, and choose a name. Oh my gosh. Okay. I was going to say getting ready for an interview at the library, but <laughs> instead I'll go with getting in drag. Yeah, that's right. How to be a drag queen. Uh, do you feel like those are the step-by-steps? Is that the sequence? <laughs> oh, decide decide what you're going to shave, More get some makeup, less. change, decide on a name. <laughs> All right, here's your next one. Come up with an idea based around a villain. Find a creepy, accessible location to film in. Know that the evils we don't see are scarier than the ones we can. How to be a babysitter? (laughs) (laughs) That is a good premise for what I'm talking about. I have Uh, no idea. Okay, what if I... So I think this is the key. Find Find a creepy location to film in. Making your own scary movie. Yes, exactly. It's, it's to how to film a horror movie. 
basically. <laughs> this is so simplistic. I it's love hilarious, it. It's hilarious, right? Uh, you're you're a fan of horror movies. I'm an absolute fan of horror movies. Okay, what genre do you like the most? Zombie, 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 zombie. All right. So, what's the best zombie? What's your favorite zombie? Yeah, a zombie film that I love so much is Return of the Living Dead. Okay, you don't want to know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I want to know. I do very much want to know. George Romero and oh, I can't remember his partner Russo. I think the two people who made the two people responsible for Night of the Living Dead had a. Difference of opinion, and there was a lawsuit involved. One could only use dead and in the future movies, and one could only use living dead in other movies. That is fascinating. That's really interesting. What yeah. what minutia these kinds of breakups have, <laughs> right? They should, it's all in the details. Yeah, no kidding. All right, here's your next one. Read a lot of mystery books. Learn to spot clues quickly and efficiently. Consider using these skills in a future career. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really? It's how to figure out if your boyfriend is cheating on you. Like, that's really, that's really the real tea. Pretty pretty much. You know? Pretty much. (laughs) Um... How to be a detective? Exactly. Exactly. How to be... This This is specific, not that you would get guess this exact word, but this is from how to be a good young detective. Ageist. Oh. It's ageist on top of how that. How dare they? Yeah, because let me tell you, you can't spot clues when you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah, you got to have a little wisdom in order to detect. You know, I don't need a detective saying, I've never seen this before. Yeah. That's not what I'm looking for. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> All right, here's the last one. Okay. Opt for drab, slouchy clothes. Oh. Uh, In- incorporate acid wash <laughs> denim. Oh! Don't forget to add an oversized flannel shirt. Hey. Finish it off with combat boots. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not only is it 90s, it's grunge wear in the 90s, and I'm so into it. It's basically Kurt Cobain. Yeah, that's yes. correct. Recreating a 90s grunge look. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uh, you did fantastic, obviously, in that Thank game. You. And we, we have one more for you. Are you ready for one more? Oh, my gosh. It's, I don't it's know. A quick, it's a quick one. Jonathan and I will name a color, and all you have to do is tell us which color it is closest to, red, green, or blue. Got it. Okay. Here we go, Peppermint. Mm-hmm. Chartreuse. Green. That's Correct. Right. Vermilion. Green. Blue. Sorry, it's red. Oh, shut up. Okay. (laughs) Okay, this color shares its name with an Australian beach. It was the color of the original Apple iMac computer. Bondi. So maybe blue? Yes, indeed. Uh, Verdigris. It's the color (gasps) copper turns when it oxidizes. It also appears in the musical Wicked in the song The Wizard and I to rhyme yes. with absurd degree. As you do. Well, then, if it's the color that copper turns, then I have to look at Lady Liberty. It's green. That is correct. All right. Pantone's 2015 color of the year, Marsala. It's got to be red. Yes, it is. Exactly. Yeah. This pigment was created by accident in a lab. Yinmin. It sounds like it would be red. 
It is actually blue. Voodoo. Mm. But there you go. From the French for the insect flea, puce. Green. Sound. I would go with green, but it's red. I would have ah! never, I always, never guessed that. I always think puce is green, and I always have to look it up because I know that's wrong. And it's red. Maybe I'm like, like thinking puke. <laughs> <laughs> that's green. what it is. Definitely green. <laughs> All right, here's the last one. Cornflower. Oh, that's blue. Yes, it is. Absolutely. One of my favorite colors in the Crayola set when I finally yeah, got the big nice one. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. Thank you so much, Peppermint. Thank you I also. I gotta go for... brush up on my colors. <laughs> I know. We, we all learned a little thing there. Peppermint's latest album, A Girl Like Me Letters to My Lovers, is available now. Peppermint, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. Our games were written by our staff, along with Nick Garrison, Julia Melfi, Kara Weinberger, and senior writers Camilla Franklin, Andrew Kane, and Karen Lurie. Ask Me Another is produced by Nancy Seychow, James Sparber, and Ramel Wood, with Gianna Capadona and our intern, Zach St. Clair. Our senior producer is Travis Larchuk. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. And our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grudman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. 